All right, football season is officially over. Pitchers and catchers begin reporting today on February 12th. Let's get into it. Boys, it's officially spring training. Welcome to baseball season. How we doing? Can't complain. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, you know, solidifying his thing as the second best quarterback of all time because he will never pass the goat, Tom Brady. But on track to pass yeah. Brady, like he will not halfway pass. through halfway through his career. I'm so down this this, this conversation. Screw baseball. I'm a- not passing Brady. <laughs> so saying he's. I'm just saying he's on track. Go pass, bro. Oh, I love it. Well, you've probably gotten your football content in other areas and are probably sick of the sport. So here we are, ready to give you your 20-minute break from the NFL today. And we're going to talk some National League baseball. And similar to what we did last week where we talked about the American League and what defines success for each of the 15 teams in the American League, we're going to talk about the National League organizations. And kicking it off with an interesting division, we're going to go to... The National League East and talk about the Atlanta Braves. Boys, the question that we used last week and we're going to use again. The the 2024 Atlanta Braves will be considered a success if... They said it themselves, if they win the World Series. Yeah, it's that simple. They they expected of themselves. I think everybody expected of them at this point. If they don't win the World Series, this season's a failure, just like it was a failure this year. And honestly, kind of the year before that. Yeah, I mean, it's that simple. I think that we all kind of thought that after this disappointing postseason, it was like, eh, they had such a good regular season, but it really wasn't what we expected it to be. I think the fact that they have such a talented offense and they only added pitching. I think the fact that Elder's going into another year, Chris Sale's coming to that roster. I think that right now this is kind of going to be like we've had that like three-team rule. They're the first one easily. It's it's World Series or bust for them. They got to win a ring. How about the team that finished in second place, the Philadelphia Phillies? I think it's one peg down. I think their goal is making the World Series. I think that – I don't think you can say that they're winning the World Series or, or is going to be a successful season, but I think that if they make the World Series, they're back again. I think that – Again, they would have beaten the Braves. They would have gone ahead of the Braves. And I think if they can do that, I think combined beating the Braves and getting there and scratching the surface again is what's going to be a successful season for them. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think everybody sort of thought that. I mean, actually, no, I'm not going to say everybody thought, but I sort of felt like the Phillies lost the NLCS, right? It felt like they had it right there. It was right within their grasp and they let it slip away. Um. A couple, a couple better hitting performances, maybe, and we have a very different storyline going into that World Series. Um, yeah, make the World Series, get back to where you were, because again, it felt like even in 2022, it felt like they were right there and it slipped out. So, make the World Series. Um, I think that would be considered a success. Just get back to where you were, show that you're not, you're not on the downturn. I think I'm going to go similar wording. I think even if they don't make the World Series they're still going to consider a successful year. And that's just compete in the playoffs. And whether that means an NLDS exit, whether that means an NLCX exit, or even winning the World Series, I think the weird thing about this Phillies team 
is it doesn't matter the first 162 games as long as they get into the tournament because this team is built on having Nola, Wheeler, Ranger, your third, Ranger, Taiwan Walker. They threw out, I think it was Christmas. $80 million Taiwan Walker. No, that seems like a steal. And then let the horrific defenders mash at the plate, and that works during the playoffs. So I think they just need to establish themselves as that team that always makes the playoffs every year because we've seen in baseball, if you make it every single year, like the Dodgers have for the last decade, eventually you win one. So whether 2024 is the year that the Phillies actually win it, I don't know. But they need to prove and take that next step. Yes, they've made the playoffs two straight years. Let's make it three, and then let's start this whole every year we're going to compete with the Braves, and at bare minimum, we're going to be one of those top wild card teams. Interesting one. The Miami Marlins will have a successful 2024 if... Uh, I'll take the lead on this one because I'm going to kind of, I'm down there. I'm going to tail whatever he says. (laughs) Don't blow up the organization. I think it's as simple as that. I think that especially with the new um, president of baseball ops and the fact that you have Acantara out for the year, I think if this season goes one way, there could be a lot of consideration to be like, is this really a team? Let's blow it up. Already having stuff about Jesus Lazardo being traded. I think you have to pump the brakes on that because I think you have a good core of Jazz, Arias. I think Berger was a great trade acquisition. If you go and you have a bad year because your ace is gone, I don't think you can go the route of being like, let's blow this all up. We don't have the pieces. I think you have a lot of promising guys in your farm system. I think it's just be patient. I think a successful year this year is if Jesus Cesaro doesn't get traded. I think that he is going to be the core. I think that if they go and trade deadline hits and they're like, we're going to blow this up and they trade two or three guys, I think that's really going to do more harm than good. I think it's just going to put them back five years. And again, you're going to go back to the system that they had of, oh, we just have to bank on drafting really well. You've already drafted really well. You've already made a lot of good trades for young stars like Jesus Lazardo. You made a great trade for Sandy Acantara, who won the Cy Young for you. Great trade for Luis Arias. Stay patient. Your ace isn't here. Let everything just tread water for a year and reset for next year. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's going to be a real swing here with Alcantara being hurt. Um, yeah, no, I mean, just don't make the playoffs, right? They show that they could do it. Do I sort of, I sort of think it was kind of a fluke, maybe a little bit, just a little bit. They overperformed. They definitely, they def- overperformed. They definitely overperformed. Um, I don't think we're getting second half Josh Bell the way that we, the way that we did last year. Um, I think making the playoffs is a lofty goal, but honestly, stay in contention into late yeah. September. The be, thing, be, in, be in the race. The thing is with this team is it seems like they've gotten it right. I think the a lot of hate has been given to Don Mattingly like at his end of his tenure with the Dodgers and his tenure with the Marlins. I don't think that's true, but whether that's true or not, I think Skip Schumacher is the guy to stay there. You have your core right. Build off of that. Don't think that because you have a bad year, maybe you don't fall into the playoffs. You don't overperform like you did last year. I think that it's okay if you're just in contention and just build off what you have. Don't think because you're going to step backwards probably because, again, you're losing a Cy Young Award candidate that you're lost. It's just that you have a guy hurt, and that's the team. They're very similar to when they're fully healthy. They're very similar to the Seattle Mariners. We're not going to have great offense, but with him, Jesus Azardo, Yuri Perez, who's going to develop, we're going to allow three runs a game. And I think that can be a recipe for success. I think you just have to trust that process. So I was thinking along the same wavelength as you, but came up with a different way to define it. The 2024, 2024, wow, I keep messing that up. 2024 Marlins are a success 
if going into 2025, we believe the Marlins have a top five rotation in baseball. And I know that's a very lofty goal. But when you think about what we're expecting out of Lizardo, Yuri Perez, we haven't even touched Edward Cabrera, who's supposed to be an elite pitcher as well in the future. And then the fifth spot, because Sandy's coming back in 2025 as the ace. So it's Alcatara, Lizardo, Yuri, Edward Cabrera, and then have your pick of Braxton Garrett, Trevor Rogers. Apparently, A.J. Puck is coming into camp as a starting pitcher. Max Meyer is back from Tommy John surgery as well. So with all these guys that are supposed to be really good, I think 2024 is a success I got at that time. Is if 2025, you're going to the year saying, wow, this is one of the best rotations in baseball. I think it's attainable because if you've got seven guys vying for five spots, five of them should hit. So I agree. I think that Yuri Perez, if we were doing, if we do, because we did the starting pitchers, I think if we did a dark horse candidate for Cy Young, I think like your sleepers, like great bet to do, Yuri Perez is right there. I think his stuff is elite. And we could honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at next year and we're like, is Sandia Cantara the ace? That may be a question for how good Yuri Perez is. I like it. Let's go to a fascinating organization that we hear people such as Frank the Tank saying they're winning 60 games. We also have some people with lofty expectations saying they're winning 90 games and slipping in as a wild card. I don't think anyone's going crazy saying they're stopping the Braves, but I believe the majority of us are somewhere in between the 60 and 90 number that our two extremes are throwing out there. So what defines the 2024 match as successful? Pick a lane. I think it's, yeah, I think it's that simple. I think that they're in a really big crossroads right now where it's like you have Peter Alonso impending. You don't know if you're going to sign him or trade him. You have to pick a lane. Are you going to compete three years from now? Are you going to reset and try and compete either this year or next year? I think that you have pieces that either of them are good decisions. I think, though, if you don't commit for the Mets, you're really going to get cut in that spot where you go and you're trying to compete we're not letting guys develop. I think we've seen it with, with Beatty and Vientos. I think that they've really been harping by the fact that they've just gotten thrown into the mix and not really been able to develop because they've been kind of trying to compete. Pick a lane. I think you have some young guys who can be good. You made a lot of trades in this offseason um, in the trade deadline when you sold. You got Luis Angel Acuna. And you have those pieces to be able to say, hey, we're going to trade Peter Alonso. And we're going to go and we're going to go for three years from now. We have a lot of faith in this farm system with Drew Gilbert and Luis Angel Acuna. But you have to pick. I think if you don't pick, you're costing guys who are younger and could have time to develop and be the core. It's just you have to pay. I see both sides. I think that they can honestly make the playoffs this year. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to push back before I let Henry come in. I know you said pick a lane between going for it now or going for it in three, four years. I don't think there's a world that Steve Cohen waits three to four years. And that's including if the Mets just let Pete Alonso walk. I could see a very viable world and cover your ears, Henry. The Mets lose Pete to some team overpaying and Steve says, screw it, Juan Soto. Haven't we said that about every single free agent? Yeah. And he's signed the two highest average annual valued contracts in the history of Major League Baseball in the last two off-seasons. So just, it just doesn't make sense because Juan Soto is not enough. That's why I'm saying if we're talking about what's a success for them, I yes. think it's more of a success if they go and they're like, we're going to punt and go through. I understand it's not realistic, but if we punt and we're going to wait three or four years, there's too much talent on the roster to punt. 
What are you going to do? Trade Diaz and Nimo and Senga and McNeil and no, but everyone those guys else? Are contract. Those guys are under contract, Dylan. Yeah. And a full tank would mean trade them All away right. because they're going to be 35 by the time we're not talking about three, five-year okay, okay. The, 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 their goal should be have hope in two years. Luis Angel Acuna is very athletic and he can, he's very athletic. He can play good defense. He can run very fast. One thing that has to develop is his bat. We'll see how he does a double a two years. He'll probably be up. Right. I think they're, they're Di- talking about they want him up this year. Yeah, that shouldn't happen though. So you know, um, Drew Gilbert has shown to feel to hit, has shown that has the power, isn't the best defender. Probably needs to work on that. Get a little more, get a little speedier to actually like play at in City Field. Give him a year. I think he's up. He, I think they should re-sign Pete. If they don't, do I think that they'll get Soto? Not necessarily. But I think that they'll get someone. Realistically, it's feel good about 2025. That that like, you know, your goal is not going to make the playoffs. They're not a playoff team. That's not even me being a hater. I think that most most realist like I I know I've seen some fans that are like 95. That's our ceiling, man. 95 <laughs> wins is our ceiling, and like no, it's not. It's 80 wins is your ceiling. No shot. I'm telling. I know I'm pessimistic about this team. But 80. if we sign JD Martinez tomorrow, I think this is a wild card team. I I, I don't. The NLs are, the NLs awesome. So, but the whole thing yeah. is, I think if you sign JD, yeah, you're basically committing. I don't think I. Again, this is my thing of everything: win the championship or plan to win the championship. Their goal is be the Diamondbacks of last year. That's not yeah. realistic. But 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 they're they're not they're not set up to be so exactly yeah. they are. Not how how Genu- genuinely how yeah you at Brett Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez I think combined aren't as good as Corbin Carroll so you know like yeah, the, and the perfect examples are like you said Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos I think a lot of the reason that they have yeah yeah those three combined aren't Corbin well, Carroll well neither of those two are starting expectations I think they got thrown in when they were trying to compete with a team that was set with expectations of World Series. It's very hard. Very few people are able to live up to those expectations because you don't have time to develop. You're not able to develop because we're planning to win a World Series. Yeah. I think a lot of their development has been killed by that. I think if you reset, I think there's still hope on Beatty. I think there's still hope on Vientos. But if you're still trying to compete for a World Series, which if you go and you make trades, you sign Juan Soto, you do that, that's basically what you're saying you're trying to do. You're basically punting on two guys. And I don't think you're ceiling with signing Juan Soto. You sign Juan Soto next offseason, I think even if you keep Pete, I don't think your ceiling is the World Series. Well, I think the problem that everyone doesn't realize, Steve wouldn't just stop at Soto. Corbin Burns comes in or Zach Wheeler comes in. You're fucking delusional. You're fucking delusional. No, you're fucking delusional. No, no, you haven't. You haven't. You had one good year. You had one good year. Yeah. And you convinced yourself you're that. No, you had one good year and it blew up in your face. And you had one good year. We won 100 it's, games a year ago. Yeah, and guess what? You know who else did that? The fucking 2021 New York Yankees. Get your head out of your ass. Well, just a week get ago. Get your head you said, out of your ass. A week ago, you said the Yankees are World Series or bust. So I don't get why we yeah, can't have I'm, the same I'm, a year from now. We're not talking about a year from now. Yeah. No, we're talking about this year. Well, I've been talking said, about a year from now with Juan yeah, Soto. Yeah, yeah. 
you you just said that they're also going to go get Corbin Burns. Even I'm not that delusional saying, oh, I bet the Yankees were going to trade for Corbin Burns. No, no, no. Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> Congratulations on getting us the E on tonight's episode. Fuck! <laughs> uh, I don't, I, I just can't see Steve being complacent about this team. And I know Nico's saying if this team wins 77, 78 games this year, the logical thing would be, all right, blow it up. This core doesn't work. But I think Steve is our George, and he's going to say Verlander, Scherzer. I get yes, you, that's Nimmo. not good. That's not good. I agree with what happen. you're saying. It's going to happen. I agree like, with what you're saying, but I'm saying that that's not good. That's my whole thing. My whole thing isn't whether it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. My whole thing is if that happens, it's going to be a failure because I don't think there's enough guys that you can buy for you guys to be World Series contenders. Not yet. I'm looking up this team. It's not bad. Like, is it missing a starter? Yes. Is it missing a bat? Yes. But if you sign Blake Snell and JD Martinez tomorrow, who are both still just sitting out there with zero interest, I have no problem in saying the 2024 Mets expectation is getting a wild card spot. But the, that's that's the thing is that you guys, your ceiling. Can we move on. We have a. <laughs> yes, I get you. But we have no, two we're, we're about to get to, to the NL Central. I know, but I'm trying to get mid. this through your head. <laughs> The, the ceiling, I your guys' ceiling, and I think if you sign those, you're saying we're going to compete for the playoffs. Yes. Don't compete for the playoffs. Why not? Compete for a championship. What do you mean, why not? Look at your goddamn roster. Look at the, look at the Diamondbacks from last year. They, look, no, they just, were better. They won, they had a rise. They had an MVP candidate, rookie, in Corbin Carroll. That's they didn't one. have a Francis, Francisco Lindor and Corbin Carroll. That's one. Two. I just don't Dylan I'm not saying that it won't happen I'm saying that if it happens you if you sign Blake Snell and you sign and you sign JD Martinez you said it we can make a wild card spot the Diamondbacks thought we could win the World Series you guys don't think those two guys we can win the World Series you think we can make a wild card spot that explains it to me perfectly because the thought of the Diamondbacks was we can win a World Series with this roster. No, it wasn't. It was just get in and see what happens. That's no. the logic in 2024 if you baseball ask, with if the you exception ask, of a handful of teams at this point. We were ahead of schedule, but they think with this roster, we can make the World Series. The Diamondbacks right now, we're going to get to them. They think with this roster, they can win the World Series. I'm not saying that it should be their goal, but they think that they can. The Mets don't truly believe if they sign Blake Snell and if they sign um, J.D. Martinez that they can win the World Series. They just think we're going to try and make the playoffs. And I'm saying that it's going to be a waste of what you have with young stars that you're just wasting. Brett Beatty has been wasted. Mark Vientos has been wasted. If you do this, Luis Angel Acuna can be wasted. Drew Gilbert can be wasted. You're going to waste yes. four prospects and what, for a wild card spot for maybe getting to the NLCS? What does that mean, wasted? That they're not going to develop, Dylan. Do you understand? Why not? Because when you're, com- it's a completely. Beatty spent half of last year in AAA and hit 220 it's, in Vegas. It's a completely different development process when you're trying to win a World Series versus when you're trying to develop players. Didn't why bother Francisco A's, Alvarez. Why do, you think, why do you think the A's have had so many guys that they've ended up trading? Because they're just trying to get these guys to develop. Because since you're not trying to win a World Series and it's not, hey, if you're not playing, we're going to take you out. If you are playing, we're going to keep you in. We're going to move you up to third, even though you may, you're going to get pitched completely differently. It's just. 
we're going to let these guys develop. That's why the A's have been so successful with getting guys to trade because they're not trying to win a World Series. So they go and they just develop prospects very well and they trade them because they're not going to pay them. It's the same thing with the Mets. If you go and you're trying to compete, when a guy's struggling, you're going to take him out and you're not going to let him go through the ups and downs of the process. And he's not going to develop. He's going to hit and he's going to be exactly like Brett Beto, what you said, who's been wasted up and down, up and down, up and down because you're not letting him develop because you're trying to compete for something that Brett you're not going to. hasn't been up and down. That's just a false information you that you're just saying. said he went to triple spent, after spending the first he spent 100 games in the majors hit 180 and they that's said up. and then they said right, go and, and then, then he never he came back so he went up and then he went down after playing 100 and games hit 180 and what's he gonna, gonna do this year down again he dylan you've been saying the whole time that he's gonna be a surprise guy that's gonna start in the freaking no i haven't i hate brett Beatty. That's you don't think brett Beatty's gonna oh, let's cut this conversation brett <laughs> Beatty's gonna be on the MLB roster I don't know about that. Joey Wendell was just signed. I may. I don't know. Moving on then, because obviously we disagree here, and we'll see what happens when the Mets win 86 games, sneak in as a playoff team, and get the NLCS berth like the Diamondbacks. But Washington Nationals, I have nothing. Win 70 games. Be be a franchise. Do the same exact thing that you did. I think that they showed that they have flashes of potential. They had a month stretch there where they're above 500 and that they were really able to upset some guys' playoff runs, especially like someone like the Mets. And I think that if you can just keep on this track, for example, they have a plan. If you keep to this plan, you just got Dylan Cruz, you have James Wood who's going to come up. This could really be a solid core if you just let your guys develop and see what happens. If you're able to be smart and understand that your window is not in 2024, no matter if you sign or trade for Juan Soto from the Yankees again. The window, screw it. I'm going to bring it up. When you have a center fielder who's 32, a starting pitcher who's 31, a first baseman that's 30, a shortstop that's not getting any younger, the window is now. <laughs> then you made a bad window. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Well, now you've made your bed sleep in it because that's what we've done. Right. Or punt. You have guys in the farm system. You can't punt in New York. You You can punt in Queens. We've seen it for 20 years. You can punt in Queens. Is Steve Cohen selling the team? No, but he's not going to carry over you in 65 games. It's that simple. You can punt because he's not going to get fired because he can't get fired because he owns. He's not going to do that. He's not going to go through a team with 65 games. All right. right. Okay. Hold on. Just one moment. Just one moment. And then after I I say this, we're moving on. I just sent a video of Drew Gilbert's walk-off Grand Slam versus Wright State in the Knoxville Regional in 2021. That is what you're looking forward to. Enjoy that when it comes up this year. Don't expect anything. Move on. He's going to be our starting left fielder by May 1st. NL Central. Let's go. We had the same issue last week when we discussed the Central. That all five teams had had the same stupid division of Win the division, all five teams, or make the playoffs, all five teams. Not the Pirates. The, I don't know. The Pirates making pirates moves suck. right now. Pirates are making moves the to pirates, make me think the that their goal and a successful season is wild card for them. The pirates they got Kraken a day ago with Gary Sanchez. They've also signed Araldis Chapman. Andrew McCutcheon yeah. is back. Rowdy Telez has been signed. Signed you money as well. Wait. Yeah. I think the Pirates sneak you're seeing a week. NL Central, especially following Corbin Burns' departure. And I think there's obviously... No, the Brewers signed Gary Sanchez. 
Who yeah. the Pirates signed a couple of days ago? Asmani. Asmani, you're right, you're right, you're right. So I think that this is set up into like three different categories. I think you have the team that's kind of, I would say older in terms of what the division is. And I would put those as the Cubs and Cardinals. I think that even though the Cubs are young, I think that they're a lot older than what the Reds and the Pirates are. I think that their thing is their window is either right now or about to open, which I think is the Cardinals. At the end of the day, you have Arenado and you have Goldschmidt. You got to win the Central this year. It's that simple. You sign Sonny Gray. They're not getting any younger. Win it now. Again, they can actually win the division in their league, unlike another franchise that we've talked about. Um, (laughs) The Cubs, you're kind of getting to the start of that window, depending on how some guys develop. In Managa, you just signed. Steele looks like he could be a stud. Nico Horner, hopefully, if he com- continues to progress, he's going to be what you hope for. Dansby Swanson's getting into his big deal. You have a lot of pieces, especially if you re-sign Bellinger. Your window's starting to start to be the head of that NL Central. Go after it. Go sign Bellinger and start your window right now because I don't think that anything's going to change, especially with Pico Armstrong just hitting the majors and that being your big prospect. Nothing's going to change in three years. The only thing that's going to change right now is if you sign Bellinger or not. So I think your window starts now. I think when you look at the Reds and the Pirates, they've got some young guys, and I think it's go and continue to develop these guys. You have a very strong rotation with the Reds that can be something great. You have a lot of offensive pieces that can be something great. Let them be them. Let them play. Just give them all the playing time. Let them go through their ups and downs. I wouldn't be shocked if McLean steps back this year just because he had an electric first year. I don't think if that's sustainable. Let them all develop and see what you are from one to two years from now. Pirates, same exact thing. Andy, Andy Rodriguez is the one that's hurt. Who's hurt? Henry, Andy Rodriguez is hurt, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is hurt. Paul Skeens is going to be there sooner rather than later. Again, wait a year, see what you've got. And then when you have the back half team, you have the Brewers. Um, Hope Jackson Chorio pans out so you have something to build off of. That's about it for the Brewers and sell. Yeah, I mean, I think the Brewers should stop doing the soft rebuild. Um, let's be honest, they're not they're not the Dodgers, right? As much as I hate to admit it, and frankly, I think there have been times where the Yankees should have just hard rebuild, and I think it would have ended up panning out better for them. The Yankees don't hard re- rebuild, and whether that's good or not is to your own to your own discretion. The Brewers have are not a historically good franchise. They should just hard rebuild. Because that's what they did, and that's how they began to become successful. Trading Corbin Burns was the nail in the coffin. Reset it. I don't think your goal should be the playoffs this year, even though it probably will be. I don't think it should. The Reds, I think same sort of the same thing as I said about the Marlins, be in the discussion, sort of like last year. Um, and then who else? The Cardinals, the Cardinals should be, frankly, make the NLCS. Ooh. Pro- prove that it's a fluke. Like... Like and, and and if if you can't, then there's some pretty big issues that you have to that you have to sort out. And with the Cubs, um, with the Cubs, it should it's make the playoffs and um look look at Max Freed because imagine a three headed lefty monster of Justin Steele, Max Freed, and Shota Ibanaga. Like that would be gross. I like so that. Also, you know a, a couple off season plans and make the playoffs. I like that. I'll quickly throw in Goldschmidt free agent after the 2024 season. So completely echo Cardinals win it right now. This is your window. Quote Nico is your window. Cubs develop, make the playoffs. I like it. Person that's ever covered sports ever. Reds. I think it's make the playoffs. Last year was that year where they were really close. So let's make it this year. 
Pirates' success is making the playoffs, or at least, can I say the the Pirates are successful if they're the 2023 Reds, in that Fair. Ellie and Matt McLean and Spencer Steer and everyone else that came up did their job. So this year, that's Henry Davis, that's Paul Skeens. Tamar Johnson's a little too far still. He's not coming up this year, hopefully not. O'Neill Cruz as well. There's a lot of guys that will make debuts this year that it's like, all right, develop and show us something. And then Brewers, I'm going to – this is to quote Nico. Pick a lane, Milwaukee, and trade Devin Williams, trade Reese Hoskins, dangle Christian Yelich, or if in July this team is doing well, don't trade Josh Hader away. Don't trade Corbin Burns away and add to the team, and we'll see what happens on that front in – the interesting NL Central. I'm going to start with the easy one in the NL West. World Series, you got to win it. <laughs> the <Yeah>. Dodgers. <laughs> Anyone going to complain about the, the World know, Series make, bust? Win the World Series. Make the NLCS. Win the World Series. Make the NLCS. Pro- prove, prove me wrong. I don't think you're making it. Make the NLCS. Right now, you, you got to win. It's that simple. Anything that's not winning and getting a ring and having a ceremony is a failure. Just know, just know that I'm really, I'm really hoping you guys fail. I'm praying on everything in my power that you guys fail. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple. There can't be anything else other for them because I want you to fail. You go and, when you go and you finagle, you go and you just cheat. I'm not going to call it cheat because that's. I'm just looking for a better word. You go and you maneuver to have the manipulate probably manipulate to have the friendliest contract in history. You're basically saying we're trying to create a dynasty. I think that they're dynasty or bust. I think if they're not a dynasty, it's a failure. I think one World Series in Otani's contract is a failure. If we're not done with Otani's contract, we'd be like, wow, dynasty of the 2020s was the Dodgers. I think it's a failure of a contract. It has to start this year. Diamondbacks. Really interesting. Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks is make the NLCS. NLCS. I think that I think that they can win the. I think that they think that they can win the World Series. Um, X factor this year is Brandon fought and you can't convince me otherwise. Um, if he, if he performs up to what all the projections say he can, then I actually think that they have a pretty good shot at it. Um, cause I mean, I know all the GMs don't want to say that once you make the playoffs, it's a crap shoot, yeah. but mm-hmm. that's pretty much what it is. So you throw together three good games in a row and all of a sudden you're in the, you're in the NLCS. So make the NLCS is a good goal for them. Another guy, and I would actually, even though you say you can't convince me otherwise, a guy that I think is going to be an X factor is Eduardo Rodriguez. I think that he's going to be the vet in the rotation. I think that he's going to let Brandon Fott develop, even though developing doesn't matter apparently. But he's going to be that veteran presence and let Gallen come into his own. He's going to be, again, Merrill Kelly, even though he's getting to the back half, it seems that maybe like he found something. He's going to be a very solid part. I think I would agree completely. NLCS, make it back. I think if they go and they get a wild card spot and they lose, I think that everyone's going to be looking and be like, that was a disappointment. I think they got to make the NLCS. If they lose to the Dodgers, they lose to the Dodgers. But you got to make it back and show that this is actually something real. And it wasn't like, hey, we had that one year. I'll say just challenge the Dodgers. I think, as we've mentioned, they could be a dominant team in the regular season and then get unluckily beaten by the Phillies in the wild card series. And everyone will say failure. No, success is if. You show that you're a good team because I think he's not on the call tonight. James Tausig still doesn't think the Diamondbacks are any good. So let's just go out there and prove to people that the Arizona Diamondbacks are not a one-year fluke. And by competing with the Dodgers all year, 
that's a good indicator of that indeed occurring. Two interesting teams I'm going to group together. Padres and Giants. What do we do with them? They're not the same team at all. The Padres have have a culture. It's not a great one. The Padres have better than the Mets. The Padres (laughs) have um, the Padres have leaders. Not great Um, ones. I I disagree. Machado's a great leader. Yeah, I'll give him Machado. Yeah. Um, Um. Um. Yeah, I think that the Padres' goal should be to make the playoffs. Frankly, it's ridiculous that they didn't last year, and I believe that they did actually end up being the unluckiest team in baseball last year, Um, which, I mean, the fact that the St. Louis Cardinals finished last last year and weren't the unluckiest team is insane. But um, the Padres make the playoffs, and the Giants is find an identity. Like, like like, I feel like their teams – when you look at them and you're like, I know what their brand of baseball is. I know what they like, what they look for and how they play. And I, I couldn't tell you anything about the Giants brand of baseball right now. Yeah. So find, find an identity, play and play your brand of baseball and give people hope for 2025. Yeah. I think I said it last year with the Giants when I was talking about Gabe Clap Kapler, but same thing this year, name me three guys on the Giants or I would say now because they signed Jung Huli, name me five. Because I think after you get through that big three of Jung Huli, Logan Webb, Duvall, who's after that? Again, I would, I would say the same thing that I think before that diving play that Evan Longoria made for the Diamondbacks, I thought most people would say Evan Longoria. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, he's there. But <laughs> that's, again, that's everything he said. Like, what are the Diamondbacks? I think that Again, right. they're the they're what we don't want to happen to the Mets. Of they're weirdly trying to compete, but at the same time, they've they have we all know they have no chance of making the World Series. Even though someone's a fan here that lies to himself about his team, he can objectively say that with Giants. And I think the Padres, it's not. Okay. A, there's that question you just like have to interrupt. If they're the question of can you name five Giants, you can name five superstars on the Mets because you're from New York, anyways. Lindor, Diaz, Senga, Nimmo. They're from New York, anyways. The Padres, the Padres actually, weirdly enough, have to lie to themselves. They have to think that they can win the World Series, even though I don't think they have the roster. Don't admit failure. That's another (laughs) big one. (laughs) Right now, it's almost like what Dylan doesn't want to happen with the Mets has to happen with the Padres. They have to lie to themselves and think, because I do think that they could definitely surprise some people, win the World Series. I think that that has to be their goal. And I think short of it is making the NLDS and at least getting in like a competitive thing with like the Dodgers. Win the series. Yeah. Either win the series or that thing needs to get to like a game five. Like it can't be a hey, we won the World Card series and then we went and got swept. I think that you have pieces. You have you Darvish, who I think has really been slept on. Mm-hmm. You have Tatis. You have Machado. You have Cronenworth. I know Cronenworth is in a, ba- a very player friendly contract that's not team friendly at all, but you have him. He's a good ball player. You have pieces. Try and make it work because at the end of the day, you don't have the option like one other franchise does to punt and go to your farm system. Out of, out of curiosity, because Henry, I'm going to angle this question towards you. And I still don't understand why the Padres aren't interested in a reunion with Blake Snell, because it, it makes all the sense in the world. But Henry, can you name the San Diego Padres currently projected starting rotation? And I'm asking you this question because the answer is fascinating. Yeah, it's you, Darvish. Yeah. Um, 
Michael King. Yep. Johnny Brito. Yep. Randy Vasquez. Yep. And Michael Waka. No. Nope. Oh, no. Waka signed with the Royals. You got right. Joe Musco. But those are those are three names that you grew very accustomed to last year. And King, Brito, Vasquez. One one name. That ain't good. <laughs> That's not competing with the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks Michael, right now. Michael King should be a five. But at the same time, if you told me ahead of you, Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Machado, and Tatis made the NLCS, are any of us, if they didn't play at a no. Dodgers, are any of no. us? No. And also, like, my whole thing is what's the point in time? I'm surprised I'm- if this team makes the, I have to interrupt there because the bottom of their order, their left, their outfield right now is Tatis and then two guys who I, I know a lot of baseball. How much do we know about Tusupita Marcano and Jose Azokar? I know a lot about him. I know a lot about Jose Azokar. <laughs> Those are their center fielder and cards. left fielders right now. I mean, okay. The thing is, you said I don't see why they don't go out and sign Blake Snell. It's because Blake Snell's not worth what he's and asking for. And they're starting DH. And he's kind of fraudulent. They're starting DH is Matthew Batten. That's nice. But again, they don't have this situation right now. They're not allowed to quit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And go <laughs> sign guys. Who, who's their. Again, besides Ethan Salas, who's literally 16 years old. That's so unfair. What's their farm system? We have a guy who just was able to drive. Then who, go compete. Then go get guys. That's what but, I'm saying. Don't get Blake you Snell. Let system. Blake Snell fester on the, the free agent market. Get Jordan Fuck Montgomery. Jordan yeah. Montgomery. Sign, sign Monty. Don't sign Snell. I would like this, this team, if, if this is this head team had to go for it, they did not go for it this offseason. I yeah. agree. No, I, I I don't I don't disagree with you, but at the same time, yeah. Uh-huh. And let's end on a miserable note. The Colorado no, Rockies. No, sell the team. Sell. The, I don't know. Do something. Actually, no, no. You know what? You know what? A successful season is uh, Nolan Jones winning the MVP. Us, yeah, I think actually a successful season is it's just only Nolan Jones. I actually, think- no, Nolan Jones Hank Aaron Award. Yeah. Nolan Jones ranking. <laughs> I'm serious. Because at the end of the day, the Rockies have absolutely nothing i think ryan mcmahon is actually a low-key bright spot that's been underappreciated but really nolan jones nolan jones rake to give the rockies some hope give rockies fans a reason to buy jerseys how about because i'll piggyback off that idea when we were growing up that's weird to say when we were growing up it was troy tulowitzki and carlos gonzalez and then fast forward and then fast forward around five years it was arenado and trevor story story was a god (laughs) we need to shout out trevor story nico um they need their two. Nolan Jones seems like it's going to be him. And then pick your poison. Is it Ryan McMahon? Is it the corpse of Chris Bryant? Is it 2023 All-Star Game MVP Elias Diaz? Is it interesting shortstop candidate Ezekiel Tovar? Let's just let's find our two hitters because that's what makes Colorado work. And then Charlie is, Blackman. There are none. They've, been, <laughs> they've had years where, again, with what you've said, they've had those two guys. Yeah, and in October, like, why are why is this team in October? They just surprised me. I think actually, when they were in the World Series a while ago, when mm-hmm. they were good in the nineties, along it's like you said, it always started with those two guys. They had Dante Pichette and they had Larry Walker. Mm-hmm. They had Larry Walker, and then they had Todd Helton. It's always been like kind of a two guy thing. Yep, I would completely agree. I don't know if Nolan Jones is going to be able to be number one, even though I really like him. I don't know if that's enough of an expectation to put on him. Again, and they're in such a bad spot because. Uh, hopefully Zach Veen maybe comes up and does yeah. something. I don't have a lot of faith in there. Yeah, in their- no. 
I believe in Nolan Jones. Uh, I, I believe in, I don't believe in the franchise, especially now they're retiring. They're retiring the vest jerseys. This season's cursed. <laughs> at least they're ending this episode yeah. on a on a nice little. We're all agreeing on something, but I'm gonna make it a little toxic because we're gonna conclude like we did last week. Your top five teams in the National League power ranking. Do you want me to go first again so you guys can stall? Yeah, go for it. Dodgers are one. I think it's 1A and 1B between the Dodgers and the Braves. I'll buy into the hype this offseason, say Dodgers won, Braves two, but you're not going to get an argument out of me of people who say Braves won. I would say you don't. Huh? I would say you don't have Otani. Okay. (laughs) Phillies three. I know there's a team that we discussed earlier, and they're my four, Arizona Diamondbacks. Phillies, Phillies funky. I, I kind of like the Phillies, especially if we're expecting the Nats to sink and I'm expecting the Marlins to take a step back. That's a lot of wins for the Phillies to capitalize on. Plus, you're going to have contract year Zach Wheeler, who's going to compete, and I know I already boxed myself into it, winning the Cy Young this year. So Phillies three, Diamondbacks four, same logic as the Texas Rangers. I can't not have the defending winners of the league in my top five even though i'm not a huge diamondbacks guy i have to give credit where credit is due and they're the four and i'll come back to my five because i want to hear other people's because i could go any team in the nl central i could go padres i could be toxic but i've got mine okay i'm gonna go five i'm gonna go to reds Mm. i really like what the reds are building i think that this could really be the start this could be the national league orioles i think if ellie i think it's all going to be on ellie it's going to be that simple ellie and hunter green i think are the two biggest parts of this season i think if they pan out they can be the the new orioles four i'm gonna go with the phillies i think that the phillies again the 162 scares me i it, it seems to me like it's just going to be that team that's always in it but won't get there mm-hmm. just already screams that team to me three i'm going to surprise people and even though if you've listened to our podcast, you've liked what I've said about this team, I'm going to go to Cardinals. I really like, I really do buy into the fact that I think that last year was a fluke. I think that Sonny Gray is going to be a good head of a rotation. I think that he's going to be great, mainly because I have him winning the Cy Young. <laughs> and I think that Nato has stuff left in the tank, and I think Goldschmidt has stuff left in the tank. I think Brendan Donovan's a good piece. I think Wilson Contreras showed in the second half that he's really what they paid for. I think that first half really jaded a lot of people. I think they have a lot of good pieces. And I think Mason Wynn, if he gets called up, he can be one of those guys that sneakily just breaks onto the scene and everyone's like, where did this come from? Two, I'm going to go Braves. And one, I'm going to go Dodgers. There's not really yeah. much to say. It's like Dodgers signed everyone. If we're really looking at on paper, they should be the best team. And they, and they are the best team. It's only a question of if they choke like usual. Wait, so repeat your five. It was Reds? Dime, uh, Phillies, Cardinals. So you get to leave the Diamondbacks off. You're like, all right, fine. <laughs> Henry. Um, I'm trying to decide between two NL Central teams. Yeah, the NL Central is weird. I feel is like it, I have to so it's a, it's five, a project. But... Is it a projection for their season or yeah? Like if right we had now? to go, if we had to go like win total for the year, who's okay? I'll go. I'll go Arizona five, Cubbies four, Philly three, Dodgers two, Atlanta one. Ooh, Atlanta one. I like it. Cubbies are I hate the I hate the LA Dodgers. I think half of their rotation is gonna get hurt and they will be bounced in the NLDS. And if they win the championship, my roommate will never let me hear the end of it. Yes. You guys threw out impel- like compelling arguments. So I got Dodgers one, 
Braves two, Philly three, Diamondbacks four. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Guys are tired. You can all go home. It's gotta be. After all that we've done tonight, they're my five because they're winning 87 games, and that's enough to be the five seed because retire the side. I the winner, the, the winner of the NL Central will we've the winner, the shark. The winner of the NL Central will win 84 games this year, which means by default. Let <laughs> someone dating a celebrity, because I think that's the only chance they have is if they go and they have a Cinderella story like the Chiefs. Maybe Nimmo can date like Milan, like that was a baddie. So yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. On that note, you know, you know who else is a baddie? Drew Gilbert. Call that guy up. <laughs> In a city like New York, that guy have the time of his life. All right. Well, before we conclude, because Henry does want us to end, give a hint to our audience, Henry. Yeah. About who is joining the podcast tomorrow? Oh man. Oh, don't don't get me started, Dylan. I'm so excited. Um. This was one of my favorite interviews ever. Um, first round draft pick that um, that I was super excited to get to interview. I'm not. I can't. I try to figure out how much I can hit that first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've you'll won. see him and you'll you'll see him in spring training. I get some hits. I'll also say his name was mentioned on the podcast tonight. His name was yes. That's yeah, name has been mentioned. He was said to have in his draft the best hit tool. Guy rakes. I, I, I still stand by that. Um, one of the prettiest swings in the minor leagues. And if you're thinking of a team in the NL Central that you want to break out, it has to do with this guy. Yeah. Amen. 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 Right. Well, you'll find out tomorrow. But for Dylan, Nico, Henry, and our contentiousness about the New York Mets, the side is retired. <laughs>